Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey loves, welcome to Mouth Off Radio, the weekly podcast from Nastagal.com. This week we'll be joined by Simone Powderly, the co-creator of the teen experience. We'll be talking about unraveling past traumas, steering away from social media, and how modelling gave her a sense of freedom. Thanks for joining us this week, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And now, here's Simone. Thank you for having me. No worries. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Now, I understand that you are no stranger to podcasts. No. And that you actually run your own. So tell us a little bit more about you, what you do, where you're from. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a cocktail. I always say I'm a bit of a cocktail. So I am a model, mental health advocate, and I am the founder of The Teen Experience and also the co-creator of the Sister Space podcast. And I always say I'm a bit of a cocktail because you have the modeling side and you have the mental health, but my background has always been like mental health, helping people with trauma. Like that's my work background. Mm -hmm. I only left my job like a year ago. Yeah, insane to kind of push forward with like the teen experience and stuff. Um, And I'm from South London. Born and bred in, in the house. In the house, yeah. whereabouts are you from? <laughs> so I live in Dulwich, but I was born and bred in Peckham, which is, they say Dulwich is like I'm the posh side of Peckham. Are you? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, East Dulwich. Oh my God. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, I can't say my road, but I'll tell you after. Yeah, okay, we'll catch up later. We're not putting her address out there. But yeah, I normally say Dulwich, and everyone's like, where? And I'm like, yeah. have you heard of Peckham? They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you like, just say there. Just and then right most there. people are like, oh, you're just on the posh side of Peckham. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah, okay, so born cool. and bred South London girl. Okay, so you. You uh, co-created the teen experience, yes. so tell us more about that because I had a little stalk on your Instagram uh, and it was really cool. <laughs> so the teen experience is for 12 to 19 year old girls and mainly for mixed race girls and black girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I co-created it with a girl called Jamelia yeah. who founded Treasure Trust, which is a monthly subscription box for... Subscribe. Yes. I like all the hair that. goodies yeah. you can get for £20. Yeah. Like insane. So we met on the basis of talking about like hair and she mm. was like, Simone, I know you come from a mental health background. I really want to put like a workshop on. I was like, no, let's actually make a thing of it. Yeah. Um, so we've been running it for three, in, three years now and it's basically creating a safe space for young girls um, and personal development. So I've worked in schools, I've worked with children with trauma, I've worked in rehabs and I just felt... I, I know it's cliche, but I really wanted to be the person that I felt I needed when I was younger. Um, and I just felt schools were missing out on 
like personal development like you know you you do the work but no one's teaching them about emotional skills yeah and life skills mm-hmm. um and through what I went through through my childhood it wasn't until I was in my 20s I had my breakdown and then I had to you know work untangle and work through yeah. it all so I was like I just want to create these safe, safe spaces for young girls and it hasn't necessarily got to be like trauma fo- focused like we do workshops on like beauty hair mm-hmm. we do like vision board workshops we take them to the theatre so it's not just like young girls coming who have trauma yeah it's just creating these safe spaces for them and it may happen in a discussion yeah um, okay so yeah so i know recently um you had an excursion when you went out to the theater yes and you saw a play which i had no idea <laughs> about but i only let learned me, about it yeah. via your instagram so i'll let everyone so it was called Seven, seven methods seven methods to kill kylie jenner jenner yeah and everyone was like oh my god like why are you going to see that it was so so good because it wasn't really about kylie jenner it focused on so much that is happening for young people mm-hmm. so like you know about the sexuality about friendships yeah. and you know in terms of like i've grown up with it about light skin versus dark skin so there was just two friends yeah. shadism colorism um, and it was very much focused on that and it was just amazing to hear the girls talk about it after yeah. because we sat and we spoke and they just opened up about how they felt like a, a young girl was like you know I came out being a lesbian at school and I just feel like I didn't have the support so having these places and seeing it in theatre is like just insane but it was really an eye opener I cried Did you? the monologues were insane oh. just in terms of like how like the dark skin young girl felt, mm-hmm. you know, like with girls now getting like their lips done and their bums done where she was like, I used to be called drop lip. Yeah. And I remember I remember like being at school and my friends going through that. So like yeah. it's so amazing to have these theatre shows and I come from a drama performing arts background, like I studied it. Mm-hmm. And I remember I love theatre, any type of theatre, but I just noticed I didn't see people like ourselves going On to watch the theatre. Yeah, or so, yeah, and participate Yeah. In so I always tell people like of colour, if you see a theatre show that is for us, like go and see it and support it because there isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really felt this was a positive theatre show. Like it wasn't, it like it triggered, but it wasn't like traumatising. Yeah, sense. so um, it brought up some really interesting yeah, talking points and, and issues and stuff, yeah. which those young girls are who you are reaching out to yes. will be experiencing. So it's quite yeah. nice to have it on like a very current and relevant stage, literally, yeah. and a, a place for people to like talk and express those ideas. Definitely. So um, you also um, just mentioned like colorism, and yeah. shadism, and yeah. stuff like that. And I think um, that is one of the conversations that I've noticed in like literally the last week or so that mm-hmm. has been coming up. And I have also learned about it in different cultures mm-hmm. um, and that there's actually quite an issue in India and Pakistan with yeah. bleaching, skin bleaching. Because uh, have you seen, uh, like Cadbury's have recently brought out this like chocolate. I don't know if you saw it. Mm. And it's like basically to help colorism and, and like it's all different shades oh, <laughs> on the really? chocolate. Yeah, you'll have to Google it to see okay. it. But yeah, in India, they, they brought out this Cadbury's chocolate and it's like to promote diversity and shade. Interesting. Yeah, but it's got backlash, of course. (laughs) Someone's going to be unhappy with that, yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting that um, these issues do kind of transcend across all people of colour. And it isn't just necessarily a black thing or an Indian thing or or whatever. Uh, I think it's really interesting that these conversations are coming to light and a wider audience are being made of these 
issues because whenever we talk about feminism and what I like to encourage with our guests is yeah. to find out what feminism means to them and also what it means to other people in other social and economic yeah. groups because what feminism means to me may not be the same for you yeah. it may not be same for one yeah. of my work colleagues because I like everyone always says I'm a feminist but when I remember studying at uni and the topic came up about fem feminism and I was reading like Bell Hook is like a massive feminist yeah and I didn't know feminism was different for a black woman yeah like I didn't I didn't know that yeah so you do learn so much in terms of different cultures of you what think feminism. you've cracked it yeah and I was then like, you're like yeah feminism and it's just like oh no and then you look <laughs> then you've like, got oh, okay. delve deeper into <laughs> yeah. it um, so you said you already touched on what your inspiration behind yeah. um, the teen experience. Yeah. Was there any anything in particular that really um, drove you? So, into like a trigger warning, I experienced um, sexual abuse mm -hmm. in my childhood from the age of seven till I was about thirteen, and I just felt that I'm all about don't let what happened to you ruin your life. Mm -hmm. Like I've been really strong on that, and what I was finding through my teens and in my twenties. I'd be like watching TV shows and it would always come up and it really used to trigger me. And I was like, so wait, I'm going to end up either like being abused in relationships. Yeah. I'm going to either be an alcoholic yeah. or I'm going to be over-sexualized. Yeah. Like I saw nothing positive about what, ha what has happened to me and, you know, overcoming it. So then I was just like, okay, what, what did I need when I was younger? And it was definitely these spaces. Mm -hmm. um, and just to feel a bit just safe around like like the young girls that we have come in they will open up about so much and I'm just like I needed that like yeah. I needed those spaces and it was not necessarily someone to be that was going through it or I was going through it was just to kind of have a space for me to feel safe yeah um and not alone yeah because um I'm sure your experience has happened to many women so yeah and I know um Specifically in your situation, it, sometimes it can be hard for families to even talk about yeah. it and it becomes like this thing that's shrouded in darkness yeah. and mystery. And you kind of grow up with that like, oh, I shouldn't talk about yeah. it. But then there's like several girls on your road yeah, who may be yeah, going yeah. through the same thing. But 100%. you don't have that place to get together and speak about yeah. it. It's kind of pushed yeah. under so the I, Yeah, so when I came, I came out with it to my family and that broke my whole family tree and then... I remember I went to the doctors and I just it just made me realize people aren't really educated like mm. when I spoke to my doctor about it and tried to get like support the, the lady even said to me like oh do they have children I was like yeah sure well that's a bit weird that would have happened so there's honestly there's so much education in terms of understanding abuse and why people don't come out and on average it takes 22 years for someone to speak out I spoke up yeah and I always said I remember like I can't be 50 or 60 living with this yeah this and I always say to people your journey is your journey but for me I just always said no I'm going to be tackling this on because yeah. I just noticed my relationships I was kind of finding that I was dating men that were quite manipulative I was quite insecure mm -hmm. and all my triggers were happening but I didn't have the language yeah so like even in terms of thinking about teenagers now when people are like, oh they're being diagnosed and labeled with anxiety and all these things I was like well actually if I think about it 
I had that when I was a child. Yeah. I had that in my teens. Yeah. I just didn't have the the tools, the tools. or the, the, yeah. the label or yeah. you know. I just we didn't say, Oh, Simone has got that but if I look at it, no, I probably would have had a diagnosis from when I was a teenager. Yeah. But it wasn't until like I was in my twenties. So I think where people think now mental health has come in a taboo thing, I'm very quite in terms of labels, I don't want young people having this label on them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I've got this, so I'm not going to be able to do that. I think it's understanding what it is and giving them the skills. To and that's why and improve, we yeah. have to tap into schools and be doing more rather than just yeah. being like, okay, this is what you've got. And then you're just like, okay, but... So do you get the opportunity to go into schools and to teach? That's my next thing that I really, really, really want to do. So I went back to my college actually (coughs) um, and saw my like drama performing arts teacher. And even that, like creativity has been taken out of schools, like performing arts, like now A-levels, you don't do performing arts, they take out. So I just feel like we're losing that sense of young people being able to be creative. And I think it's so important for, yeah. like, as an adult as well, my mental health, I love being creative. Yeah. I just, it will always be inside of me. But, um, yeah, it's something I definitely want to do, like, tapping into schools mm-hmm. uh, and also, like, doing more. I do a lot of public speaking. So, like, I try and tap into, like, the MPs and tell them, like, what they, what what they need to, to do. This is what you need to be doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of education that needs to happen in schools because teachers... I know we give them a hard time, but they're like they're like mums, mm-hmm. they're like the counsellors and everything like that. We don't you they need specific people in schools to be yeah. able to help. Um, and I think it is slowly happening. Like they've said now that every school should have like a mental health advocate or first aider in schools to help support young people. Definitely. So slowly but surely we the are we are change. getting it. Yeah. 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 So it's 2019 and yeah. it's like that's my favourite slogan of the year. It's like <laughs> 2019 for me has yeah. been one of those years that people talk about forever yeah. because so many things have changed yeah. so many conversations are now on public forums and a, a lot of like very patriarchal systems mm-hmm. and stuff have been scrutinized and some of them have toppled and um, yeah. i guess one of the most um biggest stories is your harvey weinstein and their situation with mm-hmm. women in hollywood and yeah. i think it's um, allowed a lot of women to speak about their experience outside of Hollywood, just a regular woman. Yeah. How, do you have any advice for women that are still a little afraid of experience, uh, talking about their experiences yeah. and, and, and reaching out and getting help? Do you know what? It's so, it's, because I, I obviously have my social media platform and I see things, like I remember when that came out and R. Kelly and the amount of people that were saying, oh, they're lying, they're doing it for the money, why are they coming out with it now? It's like, you don't have the right to tell someone when they can like, come yeah. out of it. And also, like, there's so much to untangle with it because you create a bond with that person. Like, yeah. I always say to people, like, you need to understand, like, mm. that was a family member, a loved yeah. one. I was a child yeah. and it was like two different people for me. Yeah. Um, so I always say to anyone, like, I get messages from women, like, I really want to speak out, I really want... I was like, you need to take care of yourself first. You need to understand... And unravel like what happened to you mm-hmm. um and that, that for me i read a lot of books okay i did i read a lot um a really good book is the body keeps a score about okay. trauma like amazing book um and also therapy yeah because i think the biggest thing for me was to know that it wasn't my fault and that yeah. i was a child yeah um but i guess it's again that education i think that's why it needs to happen in schools schools more and having these conversations mm-hmm. um 
But I think as as women and e and even men, like I'm working in a rehab, I worked with men and men go through abuse as well. Um, and I think for them, it must be even ten times harder to to, to come real. out with it. Um, so. I know some people don't have a support system, but if you can find at least one person, there's so many amazing services as well. Yeah. Um, I think I remember people wanted to rush and make me want to go to the police, but I was like, I'm not ready to do that. So it wasn't after until I had the therapy. Yeah. And then I was had therapy when I was about 21, 22, 25. I then sat with my mum and was like, I'm, I'm not finished yet with my journey. Yeah. And that's when I then went to court. Okay. And then that took four years. <laughs> really? Four yeah, years? Yeah, so that, that's a whole process in its sense. Because yeah, so, you have to be prepared for that yeah. because people are like, right, go to the police and then. No, no and it's then not like you're re traumatizing yourself. Yeah, you're going, um, so many people questioning you yeah. and going over it. And, stuff. and, and that, in a sense, it. as well as women wanting to come forward and wanting to go to police. Because people, when you know, like you hear women that they decide that they don't, they don't want to go ahead with the, the court case, it's because they have to have all your therapy notes they can now ask for your phones and everything and it's like wow. a whole complete invasion of your privacy so yeah. there's a lot to be changed and i'm really like trying to fight the cause but i always say to people you need to find your peace and you know what do you want to do and your journey because how i always knew for my teen years that one day i was going to go to court yeah. i knew i was always going to stand there yeah but would i do it all again probably yeah. not interesting yeah okay no nah. in terms of like how the the how draining it was and i just feel like there's a part of my 20s that just went missing mm. but my inner child is like yes you did it yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, in that sense but as an adult man i'd be like no honey Go live your life like yeah. you can you, you can find your own journey so i always say to people you'll you'll find okay if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
So what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your journey so far? And that doesn't necessarily have yeah. to be your personal affliction. It could be yeah. what you're doing with the teen experience. Yeah, and, and, I and would stuff. 100% be able to work with the young people and just creating these safe spaces. Yeah. It's just, and being that outreach person of being able to come into contact. Yeah. Um, I love like modeling. That is my therapy. Uh, I just feel like I just own it and I love being on camera. Yeah. So I think for me, it's stepping into my power mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Um, and just constantly thinking, okay, what else can I do? It's just creating that, knowing that I have this passion. Yeah. And now I'm creating these, like, um, spaces for these young girls and just knowing that in years to come, I feel like they'll be doing the workshops. Yeah. I really feel like, like they're going to... you're going to yeah, off and then, yeah. Yeah, keep it going. Because there's, like, I've grown up in London and South London and I used to go, like, youth clubs and things like that. That was my place. But there's hardly anything like that for young mm. people now. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, it just makes me smile. Like, oh, do you know what? I've, I've done something. Yeah. And that makes me really proud. So I just want to go back to what you said about modelling. Yes. So that's a part of your therapy. Yes. So explain that. Because okay. to me, that would be like torture. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be a safe place. <laughs> so, again, because I had therapy yesterday and I was speaking about it to my therapist. She was like, talk about the modelling because you just light up when you talk about it. So I'm quite shy yeah. in a sense. Yeah. But I remember when I first did like a modelling gig, I just... It, like my Sasha Fierce, Sasha Fierce came, my yeah. little ego. Here she is. <laughs> um, I felt like empowered. I felt like I was in control and I felt safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt it really helped me get connected to my body, especially experience like sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. I just felt really in control. Yeah. Um, and owning every part of me. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun. Like, it's really, really fun. And, like, I have a gap in my teeth. I had braces and never closed. Yeah. Um, and I just remember someone said, oh, well, you're not really going to be able to model because of your gap and things like this. Mm. And I was just like, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. And it's really, it's really taught me a lot. Like, yeah. I got into modelling through my hair. Yeah. Um, so it's educating me about hair and just, like, all the different your things. Hair is so gorgeous. Thank you. So no, it, it was so damaged. Like, I used to relax it. And yeah, it's taken a long time yeah, to yeah, get that yeah. curl like, pattern yeah, back. Like, <laughs> but we're here. <laughs> we made it. Um, so, yeah, so the modelling, I think I always say to women, like, I always get messages and I was like, oh, my God, you're so confident. Or even how did you manage to get confident with your gap? I was like, well, I love to smile a lot and chit-chat, so it's just there. And, and my mum has a gap, so yeah. it's fine. But that's why I'm like, oh, do you know what? I really want to do some things with women. Like, you don't have to... Like, I never got into modelling because I thought, like, I was attractive. It was just generally I needed something to make me feel strong and empowered, and that was it. And I think all these little things that I've done Mm -hmm. have really helped me to have a voice. Yeah. In a sense. And I know it must seem like, what? But it really has, because I I think it's just taught me how to hold myself and feel confident. Yeah. To the point of, like, with anxiety... I remember going out to a club with my friends and I wouldn't walk in first. Really? No, I would have to have someone in front and someone behind me. Oh. Yeah. Do you know, I feel like I've actually <laughs> been in a situation with, my, with a friend who wouldn't, like, go in first. And I didn't even r- yeah. realise that it's something she was dealing with. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, you're being extra. Yeah. And I'd just, like, push her out the way and just... And, and go that's in, been but... a learning curve, like, for my friends who have grown up through my teen years. They're like, oh, my God. 
to I get realize, it. Yeah. Like all these little things. They were like, because you love to dance, but you'd always cancel last minute about coming out. I was like, yeah, because I was anxious. Mm. Um, I was anxious about, you know, going to clubs and then the men and then not dealing with that and then being really aggressive. Yeah. Because um, that's what I found. Crazy. I really would get really angry if yeah. men were inappropriate. Um, so, yeah, it's just all these little things that have kind of really helped, helped the journey. Um, so, yeah. That's amazing. So, what is um has there been any campaign or any particular shoot that you absolutely <gasps> loved or? So I did one for Isle of Paradise, which is a self tanning brand. Yeah. And it was for Get Body Positive, and was so, that was you on a, a shoot with someone else? Yeah. That? So yeah. like Tess Holiday. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, Megan those. from Love Island. There yeah. was quite a few people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then they came up to me and they were like, smiling. They were like, would you do this shot? And then they showed me the paper and it was like a nude like shot yeah and I was just like and I just said to myself like do it yeah just do it and yeah so I I did it amazing and how did did they make you feel comfortable and stuff like that they they asked me they're like do you need anyone to leave the room that was so nice of them to say that do you Mm. need anyone to leave the room they like helped me cover myself on set so everything was kind of set up in a way where I felt comfortable and that's the thing because I remember when I first got into modeling and I went to this dodgy agency <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and they were like like take off your like take off your like clothes and stuff and I just felt uncomfortable and I was only like 17 and I was like no I don't mm. why did I have to take off my clothes I'll show you right yeah um so that campaign's been amazing and I just love being able to work with brands that kind of are about mental health and supporting women so I've been able to do like workshops yeah with like beauty brands and things like that like little vision boards so anything I do I'm like okay I know that you know, I'm seen as the model and influencer side, but then I do have my mental the health side. side. So yeah. I love that brands are now working with me and being able to bring that together. But yeah, yeah the Isle of Paradise was a moment of like, I'm here. And it's so funny, my, one of my male friends messaged me, he's like, are you done being a page three model now? <laughs> and I was like, no, babes. This is <laughs> it's here to stay, get used to it. It's the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so on the teen experience, um, yeah. you encourage teens to spend a lot less time on social media. Yes. Um, how what's the been the reaction to that and do you have any tidbits so for I, not teenagers that need to spend time <laughs> on social media I'm, I'm that person it's on my vision board it says digital boundaries <laughs> digital boundaries so we felt like when the teens walk in like they're on their phones you know they're sitting at that like they're a bit anxious it's they're their not security looking, it's blanket secu- yeah. yeah and that's what I learned when I worked with one teen she was like she always has to have her phone on her and I was like okay give me an example so she was like so like if I'm at the bus stop, I just want to have it there. And I was like, so maybe it's social skills we need to, and that confidence, mm-hmm. because I just find that it is a comfort blanket. Yeah. It is. It really is. I've been in situations where I'm just like, oh, I'm taking out yeah, my I'm phone. Waiting for someone. So else, it's just, yeah. I think we just have to teach our young teens the skills. Mm. Um, communication in, in young people, I think, is really failing. And mm. I just think, I mean, we all do it, like a WhatsApp, we send messages. Mm. like. I get anxious now if my phone rings. Like, and my friend will call me, I'll be like, what's wrong? They're like, no, I'm just calling you to like, see if you're okay. Yeah. Like, we don't have enough conversations. Yeah. Um, so the team experience, when they come in, we're like, okay, like you get to take your shots towards the end because we have like goodie bags and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So we're like, just be present in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've really managed that really, really well. So okay. we just always make sure like, you've got a big sister here, we'll support you. Yeah. And I think it's understanding that, but I think, where I've come from a background of mental health, I can spot the teens that I know I need to keep an eye on. Yeah. I can spot the teen that's just using that as a comfort and they probably just need, need someone some to support skills, them and talk yeah. to them to skills. 
But um, I think where we always say to young teens, oh, you're on social media too much and stuff, but they are able to do so much with it. Mm. And it's just how they are using it. Using it properly. Um, so we have young people now like, oh, I want to be a blogger and influencer and stuff, where I will tell them, okay, but think about all those bloggers and stuff that need a photographer. You could be a photographer. You could be a video editor. Like, yeah. like I, I studied media studies, but I did not concentrate in the in the editing suite, I didn't. No. I was just there like, ah. and now I'm the person like, can someone help me? My <laughs> How do you cop this? Yeah. <laughs> so I think where we attack teens and be like, oh, they're on social media so much, it's just managing it. Yeah. And understanding and looking at, okay, what is it you're doing on social media? Um, and I remember one of my teens, she just uses it as a comfort blanket, mm. literally to avoid. And I remember one day she came up to me, she's like, can you help me? She's like, I really can't get off the phone and be present in the room. I was like, it's fine, I've got you. Yeah. Um, so I don't think social media is all bad for, for young people, but I just think we just need to get back to creating these spaces where they are able yeah. to have real conversation and communication, because I think they're just, you know, just checking it. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is. It is. And I wouldn't even say it's exclusively young people. No, it's not. I would say, like, my mum loves Facebook. Oh, my mum. I'm like, what, what are you doing on Facebook? What could you possibly be checking on Facebook? No, my mum will then have comments. She's like, my mum's Irish. She's like, Simone, have you seen this on Facebook? I'm like, there's fake things on there. Yeah, like, it's not stop. real. Yeah, you have to filter it. Have you seen this? And then she'll send me stuff. I'm like, oh, mum, bless you. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I think it's not just young young people. I just think we're the last generation of being able to, we can, like, put our phones down. Yeah. I think we're now, it's just phones, phones. Like, Constantly. When I'm at the bus stop, I see young people on their phones at the bus, and it wasn't. Like, it was all about meeting your mates and having conversations where they're just... They're all together. Checking who's on the top deck. That used to be the thing. <laughs> yeah, I had a crush for yeah. five years. I don't know, maybe that was a London thing, but when the bus goes by, you used to check you, the top Yeah, you deck, always check the top the deck. Guys yeah, yeah the you top check. Deck. And at the back. Yeah, always, always at, at the, the back. back. Yeah. <laughs> but now they're missing it all because they're yeah, on their phones. Yeah. So um, I found my experience very different from the south versus the north. Now I live in Manchester, and I mm. remember when I was younger and in school, yeah. I lived in London. No one used to talk it to each other really at the bus stop. If you were with your group of mates, you'd be yeah. having a laugh. But when I went to uni, I remember just being like, an old woman came up to me like, oh, it's raining again today. And I'd be like, is she talking to me? Yeah. And like, people are more inclined to have that conversation yeah. and that sense of community, I felt, maybe for the first time ever. We are, Londoners, we're in such a rush. Yeah, it's and different it's really, down here. It is different. Yeah. So my brother now lives in Wonkorn, Cheshire. He's, Okay. sister in laws from Stockport. Yeah. So they always say I have a northern nature. She's like, you're not a southerner. She's like, you say hello. And yeah. Happy. And then my mum's Irish, so when you go to Ireland, they're like, chop in the morning. She's yeah, like, yeah. So I think, yeah, it's sad. As Londoners, we don't have... We do, like, if someone talks to you on a train, you're like, what? What do they want? Grabbing like, your stuff closer. Yeah. yeah. Where the northern, the right, it's just it's slow and people have got time for yeah. each other. Um, and that's my little escape, actually. Like, when I need, like, some time to myself, I yeah. go up to my brothers and oh. we, like, walk along the canals. And then when people say morning, it's like, you're not used to this, are you, down London? No. <laughs> I said thank you to the bus driver once and my mum was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, cheers. No, I start, just walk off and go, I cheers. started saying good morning when I get on the bus because I'm yeah. like, you just tap it and go. And then yeah. I say thank you. Exactly. Just little skills because I'm just like, I have to check myself sometimes. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I'm like, actually, Simone. 
you you weren't great that morning. Mm. Like you're flustered, you're in your own stuff. But everyone's going through something. So yes. even if it's just like an extra smile or yeah. saying hello, and even if yeah. that person's like, you're weird, yeah. you know, at least you're putting man, out good energy. Uh, yeah, the other day I was coming off the train and a man said to me, he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? He's like, you look really tired. I was actually really tired, but I was really annoyed that he saw that. <laughs> yeah. And he addressed it with me. So I was yeah. just like, mind your business. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, oh, actually, it would probably just be nice. But yeah, yeah I was like, yeah, I am tired. We just got to get used to it again. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's like, all it someone is. Someone actually being caring, like, are you okay? Yeah. So we touched on before about um, social media and yeah. teens. Do you think that contributes to the, the rise in teen anxiety and the amount of cases that we have? Oh, yeah, I would definitely say it plays a part. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for myself, like, you've got to remember, we, we open this app, and before you've even tapped into your own, like, shit, yeah. you're already scrolling and looking at everyone's, Everyone else's, like, yeah. like, highlights and their lifestyle. Um, so I definitely think it does curate, and you've got to remember, like, the stuff that happens with young girls and boys these days, like, oh, like, you know, like, asking for, like, nude pictures and things like that, or even if girls, you know, are dating a guy and they break up, like, they've got to worry about now social media and pictures and things going around. So there's so many sides of it. Mm. Um, and I know when people will say, like, young people, oh, they're just wanting attention. I was like, well, actually, I grew up when there was just journals and I'd write a diary. Like, yeah. for some young people, yeah. this is their diary. diary yeah. So don't, where people are like, oh, she's here, she is, trying to get a bit of attention. I was yeah. like, no, like, keep an eye on things like she's that. She's documenting but it. I do think that, yeah, it's just like, we're not having enough emotional skills and things taught. Yeah. And I guess it would be nice to kind of teach young people how to use social media mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, because you're able, like, for instance, when I was going through what I was going through, I, I started to bond with people that were going through similar things. Yeah. I found, like, networks and stuff that I could go to. Yeah. Um, so I think for that, for young people to kind of be in this sense of, like, I don't know who I am. I'm a bit confused. Mm-hmm. They can kind of find people that they can yeah. connect with and communicate with. So I think it's just, again, we have to find the balance and kind of guide them through that with the anxiety. But in terms of what I feel, what is making young people anxious, I think there's a lot of pressure Yeah. Uh, to, to, to who you want to be. Um, and especially with having social media, it's just like, oh, you've got to be this person. And I think as me as a teen, I was quite tomboyish. Yeah. And I remember I wasn't really into boys. I was that, that girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I felt like anxious about that and kind of who I wanted to be. But, mm. um, and then, yeah, mo- again, emo- emotional skills. Young people are not taught enough about that. Or even valid emotions. Like, it's okay to be frustrated. It's yeah. okay to be sad. Yeah. And I think understanding that. And moody. Because I remember in my teens, mm. people just thought, oh, look, she's being moody. But I actually didn't know what, what was, was going, going through. And bless yeah. my brothers and my mum. They're always now reflecting on that. Like, oh, that's why you did yeah. that. And it's like, it's okay. Like, I have had to say to them, like, it's okay. Like, it's you okay. weren't to know. You didn't know. Because I am, people see me as this bubbly, happy, energetic smoke. Yeah. And I am all that. But what I was going through, I didn't have the language. So that's what I mean. It's so important in helping our young people to understand the language, to be able to communicate. This is what I'm going through. Yeah. As opposed to, for me, it was in my 20s when I started educating myself. I was like, oh, so that was that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh. Like, oh. 
yeah well that's some really great advice and that kind of wraps up our our little chat but i have some quick fire questions for you are you ready for them yes okay here we go so (laughs) question number one go for it what is your go-to teen jeans or something else would you wear like are you a dress girl? Dress. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I like dresses. I like flowy. Yeah. Yeah. Very nasty girl. This mm-hmm. is very nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, very nasty <laughs> girl. Um, what is your favourite nostalgic TV show? <gasps> Friends. Yay. I just classic. finished it and I'm going to go watch it back again. <laughs> Start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy now because I watch it and they're like my age. Yeah. This is weird. It is weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It is a good show, though. Yeah, it friends. is good. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good option. Um, what is the best way to deal with a shitty ex? Sorry. A shitty ex? Yeah. Oh, block. Block. Oh, my gosh, block. And don't unblock. So, me and my ex, we blocked each other so much that I think Instagram had enough of us. So, we can't... <laughs> So yeah, um, Instagram decided. Yeah, and just like really tap into yourself because the one thing I learned, you pick up so much from them. Yeah, and then what happens? You're gonna take that into a new relationship. So you just gotta need to to tap into it. But I'll say yeah, go out with your friends, enjoy and live your best life. But yeah, block, block him, block. You heard it here, block Block him. him. Um, any guilty pleasures? Oh, my guilty pleasure. Oh. I think a Ray and Nephew drink. Like, I'm not a big drinker, yeah. but I love a bit of Ray and Nephew. Yeah. Like, that, that my alter ego comes out and have a, a So, bit Ray, and Ray and Nephew to me, yeah. so for those that don't know, yeah. it's a, a white rum from Jamaica. I call it Jamaican penicillin because my experiences of Ray and Nephew is purely if I was sick, yeah. my grandma would, like, yeah. douse me yeah. in it. And if I had a toothache, she'd be like, hold yeah. some in your mouth yeah. on that side. Or if my elbow hurts, she'd be rubbing it on my elbow. So yeah. when I see it now, become like this drinking, like all the trendy Northern yeah. Quarter bars. I'm just like, I know medicine. I went, like, my brother, enjoy that. like I said, my brother lives in Cheshire and they had Ray Nephew. I was like, bro, they've got Ray Nephew up north. <laughs> the parties, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's my guilty pleasure. Because I, I just turn into whatever then. <laughs> Um, what is your best excuse for bailing on plans? Now, we all do this. I'm sure we all do. What You're just not best? feeling it. Um, do you know what? I'm really honest now. Yeah. Like, I just say it. Like, I just... I'm just, I'm just I'm not, not on it. it. But I would just say, oh, I've got a really busy schedule. <laughs> really, like, really, I've got, like, a really early shoot. Um, I'm back But I tend to... to I, I tend to... I just tend... I'm tired. Like, just, just be honest. Like, I'm tired. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And that's it. I think honesty is the best yeah. policy because a lot of people be like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I feel the same. Let's yeah. like, and also, I'm saying now, so sometimes I'm like, oh, like, I'm saving. I'm trying to get that mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, feel ya. Um, how do you recharge? Oh, I recharge with a nice bath, candles, music, like feel good music. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going back in the 90s, my slow jams. Yeah. Yeah, that baby making music. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also love to dance. It's so weird. So it's like I either need to just be still. Yeah. Or I need to recharge and just dance. And yeah. Like that just dance it out. Yeah, dance it out. Do you think geniuses are born or made? Hmm. I'm a bit 50-50 on that, but I'm going to... I think we can make... 
make them. Yeah. But I think in terms of there's got you we all have a talent. That natural essence. I think we just have that natural thing. Yeah. So like I wouldn't say I'm super duper intelligent, but emotionally intelligent and people intelligent. Like I can just meet yeah. people like that. Yeah. Where sometimes my friends are saying like, how did you know that? Right. You can just tell, can't you? You yeah. just read someone's yeah. vibe and yeah. yeah. Yeah, my grandma said, his spirit doesn't tech me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay. Oh, okay. Another spoken, one. <laughs> sorry, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I love well, that. Well, that was all the oh, uh, thank you. Uh, quick fire questions. Thank you so much for joining no, me thank today. You Have you me. enjoyed being on Mouth Off Radio? I love it. Like, the f- just everything. It's thank gorgeous, you so much for having no, Thank me. you so much for coming in. And let everyone know where they can find you on social so media. So you can find me on Instagram, Simone Powderly. And if you want to follow and see what's happening with the teen experience, it's at the teen experience. Hi. Right, guys, this is Mouth Off Radio. I'm your host, Paige Martin. Peace. Oh, thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.